If you're a compliance professional, then Compliance Man Chooses the Target is here to help you figure out what to focus on and how within your organization. Join your host, Tim Kazanov Bataroff, the Compliance Man, for three minutes of condensed compliance awesomeness. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox and Tim Kazanov Bataroff back for another episode of Compliance Man Chooses the Target. We're going to take things in a little bit different direction today because we have Ifran Ahmad, Ahmed, excuse me, who is the Chief Compliance Officer at Dr. Reddy's, uh, also Tim's boss. Uh, but more importantly, uh, has been in the compliance field in the country of India for many years. So, um, Ifran, first of all, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us today. Thank you. My pleasure. Ifran, I was wondering if you could tell us uh, your professional background and how you got to the role of Chief Compliance Officer at Dr. Reddy's. I have uh, more than 20 years of experience uh, in uh, legal compliance and risk management. Uh, basically, I started uh, my career uh, with the Government of India, uh, being a part of uh, the law enforcement agency uh, and you know, regulator, as a part of the regulator. Um, I'm a law graduate by qualification, and then I had uh, worked in different capacities, uh, basically in compliance and risk management with Government of India for 12 years. Thereafter, I, you know, kind of took a break, uh, a sabbatical, went to New York, uh, did my MBA in finance and international business, worked there uh, in Ziklin Center for Corporate Integrity for some time, came back, and then, of course, was part of, again, uh, this uh, uh, compliance management of the government for another two years, and thereafter, I moved on to the corporate. I started my career uh, with the, the corporate uh, in, in, you know, with a Telenor, uh, a telecom company where there were a lot of regulatory and compliance requirements. And I ran the compliance and ethics program for Telenor in eastern part of India. Uh, thereafter, it was a you know a pharma company from US named Mylan, where I headed compliance and rolled out their compliance and ethics program for the whole of India. Uh, so that's how this journey was, and and of course uh, thereafter, you know, this is Dr. Reddy's where. I'm kind of looking after the global uh, compliance and ethics program of Dr. Reddy's and looking after 26 geographies and, you know, kind of uh, running all the programs of compliance. Many compliance practitioners in the United States and in Europe are really uh, don't understand the current status of the compliance development in India. So I was wondering if you could give us a few words about what you believe the current state of compliance development in India is. That's a good question. And, uh, you know, uh, we are at the cusp of a lot of changes uh, because of, uh, uh, you know, the changing regulatory landscape, increased uh, cooperation amongst, uh, you know, uh, law enforcement officials, the regulators, and overall, you know, cultural and behavioral change. Uh, so, so at this point of time, uh, the compliance uh, is, landscape in India looks very exciting. A lot of new things are happening where, you know, uh, the, the evolved compliance programs of 
US and EU are being completely implemented and and being benchmarked. So we we you know either we take any industry we talk about whether it is telecom or you know IT or pharma uh, or any any of these highly regulated industries. A uh, lot of things are happening uh, in in terms of the cultural changes, the behavioral you know changes of the management and the employees. Uh, uh, in the similar lines, uh, you know, there is uh, a constant, you know, uh, ask from the regulators, uh, Indian regulators, uh, in a specific, uh, whether it is uh, the SEBI, which we call it, you know, Security and Exchange Board of India or Companies Act. There has been a lot of changes and that has put, you know, compliance in a spot and, and it is kind of... Uh, uh, going into the right direction, uh, as I can see. You know, compliance officers are playing a very important role, being business enablers, uh, rather than just enforcing compliance. A uh, lot of focus on you know building the right culture in the organization. There is a strong tone from the top, and it is being you know kind of taken up very seriously across you know whether it is the boardroom or the management meetings and you know things like that. So yeah, it is you know kind of uh, uh, coming to occupy a very important role in the today's uh, landscape of India. So I was wondering if you could give us some of your views on the top FCPA risks in India, and I asked you that because in the United States we've had several recent enforcement actions uh, involving India over the past couple of years. So where do you see the current main FCPA risks in India? This FCPA risk, foreign corrupt practices risk, you know, is uh, basically kind of, uh, you know, pervades across uh, interaction with the government of authorities uh, uh, through third party or business partners and, and you know, uh, some of those liaising agents uh, which, you know, companies engage to get things done uh, with the government. And that's where... Uh, there is a huge exposure. Uh, any industry we talk about, uh, and as you rightly said, there has been cases of you know U.S.-based companies, uh, NYSE-listed companies, who have kind of uh, seen those exposure and have been you know kind of put in those DPS uh, because of their indulgence with the government uh, agencies. The typical modus operandi is, you know, try to engage third party. You try to engage some some middle agent, some listening, you know, officials there to connect with the government authorities and, and try to kind of uh, lure them into some, some contracts or the other, some, you know, kind of favor or the other. There is some inducement, quid pro quo, and all that. Uh, so I, I, I think that's where uh, the major risk is. If you talk about, you know, pharma pharma industry in, in specific, so there are uh, government officials in, in the healthcare industry, uh, the doctors, the healthcare professionals, they have a lot of uh, conferences, uh, 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 events which are being organized, and, and they run those risks of, you know, kind of getting exposed to FCPA. 
Your friend, you mentioned the move in the compliance community to become a business enabler or more of a, a business enabler to help the business going forward. Um, I was wondering if uh, you could use that as a way to discuss your vision on compliance, the com- compliance future in your country. Compliance is uh, gaining a ground and it's, you know, being seen in a different as an independent function discussed in the boardroom meetings where uh, compliance chief compliance officer have an independent reporting. They have a say in the boardroom uh, briefings and senior management discussion with respect to the business. And, uh, you know, that's where uh, it's very important that whatever strategies are being discussed around business, uh, now compliance is being chipped in right from the inception that how do we build a structure where, you know, we do things the right way. We kind of, uh, uh, we ensure that ethics in business is much more than following the rules. It, it is for doing things the right way. It is leading by example, so on and so forth. And how do you kind of, ensure uh, right from the word go that, you know, compliance is there for those strategies because then you become a strategic partner to them. It is not seen in isolation. It is not seen something, you know, which you have to do just because the regulators have asked to do just because they are exposures. But they see a value and they see a return on investment if you do things the right way. And that's very important. So, so you know, they have seen when uh, when you know we uh, are you know kind of image as a good corporate governance in terms of compliance goes up there with the investor communities. It it does you know kind of gets talked about in with the investors in in the share market and and you know kind of across uh, across the board. So these are all important, you know, kind of value adds which senior uh, officials of the of of the company are seeing the value add. And and you really uh, set up my next question quite nicely there because I wanted you to turn your focus a little bit to the business community, senior executives, and the management team in your company. Do they also see compliance really now as a, a value add? And where do you see that conversation going? That's where, uh, when I mentioned towards the beginning that uh, we are at the cusp of that, you know, evolved changes uh, and, and, and the way compliance has evolved uh, uh, over the last couple of years in India is amazing. Now, uh, business has realized that, you know, if we have to have a sustainable business model, if we have to have, you know, the right, uh, the right kind of, you know, business environment, because, you know, at the end of the day, everybody realized that, you know, equity in the system, uh, when employees come in, and, and uh, you know, this is my personal example uh, here in, in uh, some of the companies which I have worked, that, you know, employees are also looking for the companies where they go, uh, you know, and attend the work with complete freedom, open, open transparency, and when they go home, they have the softest cushion of, you know, clear conscience. And there is nothing, you know, which is bothering them that, you know, they are being asked to do 
something, take some shortcuts or, you know, cut the corners and all that. So that is one side of the story which I'm seeing, you know, in terms of retention and other, uh, other aspects which, you know, HR has been emphasizing. The other thing is in terms of uh, overall leadership, the tone at the top, uh, uh, and, and I'm privy to all the board discussions and the senior management discussion where, uh, you know, they are very, very critical and totally unambiguous. A uh, lot of, you know, visible uh, cases have been investigated. It's absolutely zero tolerance on any unethical practices, any unethical misconducts which is kind of giving, you know, the right kind of messaging. And, and uh, I can, you know, say from my personal example here in doctorates where, you know, the top management sets the tone, walks the talk, and, and it's kind of building the right culture across organizations. Well, Irfan, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I wanted to thank you uh, for joining us on this special episode of Compliance Man Chooses the Target. For both uh, Tim and myself, thank you. Uh, Tim, you want to say goodbye to everyone? Yes, I would like to say goodbye to everyone. And Irfan, thanks, 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 Tom, for the conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Uh, goodbye. And, and uh, you know, kind of my apologies for some technical glitch, you know. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Compliance Man Chooses the Target. Help us get the word out by rating and leaving a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.